Today is Monday, August 31st, 2020. It is trade deadline day. We have an action-packed episode. Uh, we took Thursday off, so we have a week and a half worth of baseball to talk about. So we're going to have about an hour talking about that. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have an hour of deadline news because it's been busy so far it's gonna be a long one it's gonna be a long one a super duper pod today it's a super duper pod super duper pod let's get into it start out with a standings review so you have the tampa bay rays i want to start off with that they are red hot if you haven't seen uh 15 of their last eight, they've won 15 of their last 18. They're currently 24 in 11. Uh, in the central, you have the White Sox and the Indians, both tied for first at 21 and 13. White Sox have been scorching hot, but they had that seven-game stretch with 27 home runs. Something like that. Something Some, ridiculous. Something ridiculous. Indians... Uh, have been good, looking to improve on that. Uh, Minnesota, hot on their tail, only a game and a half out, 20 and 15. They've been slumping, though, a little bit. They have been slumping. Minnesota's kind of falling right now. Uh, they were 4 and 6 these last 10. Yeah, and they got swept by the Tigers. They did get swept by the Tigers. Which that's Nobody saw that coming. And, you know, the Indians lost the series to the Tigers, too. Yeah. Don't look now. The Tigers, they fell off, but uh, they're, they're climbing right back up. Seven of the last ten they've won. They've won five in a row. Crazy, right? Right now, in the American League, they're only one spot out of the playoffs. Yeah. They're in, if there was a third wild card, they'd be in it. They're behind Toronto right now in that yeah. uh, second wild card. And Toronto's been red hot, too. They're yeah. 18 and 14. They're only a game behind the Yankees right yeah. now. Yeah, don't look now, Yankees. You might yeah. drop out of the playoffs. Yeah, we'll talk about that one. <laughs> we'll talk about that one in a minute. Uh, AL West, you've got the A's still holding steady in first place, 22-12. and 12. Houston's been hot. They're only two and a half games back. And then everybody else in that division is just kind of a crapshoot. Yep. Uh, Seattle is Seattle's already past my prediction. Yeah, you gave them 12-48. and 48. And they came out, they proved you wrong. I mean, they're not going to win a whole bunch of games, but they said no. We don't like that. We're going to win more. 14-22 right now. They already beat your prediction. Um, so uh, they uh, they paid you back for that one. Yeah, we missed the mark on that one. Just a tad. But uh, in the same division, I also said that the Angels were going to be 38-22. And, 22, and uh, right now they're 12-23 at the bottom. They're so even worse. That was the worst prediction that I could have possibly made. Yeah. Uh, move on to NL East. Uh, Atlanta still in first. They're nineteen and fourteen. Not great, but that division has been really, really bad so far. Probably the worst one in baseball. I mean, Miami's fourteen and fifteen. The Phillies are fourteen and fifteen. They're both tied for second. Like that's yeah, that's horrendous. Washington's twelve and nineteen. That's a bad. That's easily the worst division. Yeah, by far, I'd say. Right I think now. It's, the National it, League is just slacking. <laughs> the National League is it's the Dodgers to lose right now. Yeah. Like they are not they're not good. I mean, 
Atlanta, 19 and 14. Cubs, uh, 20 and 14. Other than that, there isn't a single team above 500 in either of those divisions. Nope. But the NL West has three teams in fi- at 500 or better. Yeah. The NL West is the only division that's looks like it's even going to be a contest. Exactly. It's just a runaway show mm-hmm. for the Cubs and the Braves. Well, the funny thing is, uh, the Dodgers are five games up on the Padres still. And the Padres mm-hmm. are 21-15. and 15. The Padres yeah. will be in first place Yeah. in and the any, other two divisions. Yeah, that just shows how good the Dodgers are right now. Exactly. They're on fire. Like, if you look at the standings right now and you look at all the, the advanced stats, right now, the Dodgers' run differential is 90. Plus 90. Yep. The next best is 39. That's insane. I know. And the third best, San Diego's at plus 37. Yeah. Like, they, you have two amazing teams just in one division. And, like, I, they're good. I just, they're not even good. Like, they're great. They're a great team with, you know, you have, Arizona's in last. They're 14-21. and 21. I think that's the best last-place team there is in baseball in a division. I believe you 14 are wins, correct. 14 wins, I'm right. Yes. Yep. yep. So you have the best, best division in baseball from top to bottom, and you're still dominating your entire – because you're only playing – you know, if you're in the NL West, you're playing the AL West and the NL West. Mm-hmm. You're going to play each of those teams in your division 10 times, and you're just dominating them. But – the rest of those teams are still really good. Right. Like, San Francisco is not supposed to compete at all, and they're 17 and 19. Right. No one saw that coming. Like, I think I think San Francisco might be in a playoff spot right now. They, with the way the National League is, I believe they are. They're, like, right there. I believe they're the second wildcard team, yeah. That's insane. That's... They're one game out. I'm looking at this right now. It says they're one game out of the wildcard. They're 17 and 19. Oh, okay. Because you have the Dodgers, Padres... Uh, uh, automatic because they're top two spots. Cubs and Cardinals, top two spots. Atlanta and Miami, top two spots. Mm-hmm. Then you have Phillies at 14-15, 483 win percentage. Oh, yeah, you're right. Milwaukee's 455, and then Colorado's 500. So then you have San Fran right under uh, right under Philly. Yep, so it's anyone's game right now. That's nuts. And none of them are even that good. But no. it's anyone's to take. <laughs> You're going to have some bad... The the Marlins are going to have to go up against the Dodgers in the playoffs or something. And the Marlins are going to win. Do you know how funny that would be? That would be incredible. Oh, my God. Could you imagine the Marlins beating the Dodgers in the first round of the playoffs? Dude, if I'm a Dodgers fan, I I would give up. You got to boycott the Dodgers. You'd have... you, You can't... The Dodgers are already known as chokers in the playoffs. Yep. If you lost in the first round to the Marlins... That's, that's, that's just, you can't come back from that no, one. Just sell the team. You can't come back. That's like Go a one Vegas. seed losing to a sixteen right there. That's so bad. Yep. That's that's Virginia losing to what? Uh, what U UMBC. Yeah. Christ. Well, then they came back the next year and won the championship. Exactly. So you know anything can happen. Yeah. I I don't know about that one. <laughs> um. So yeah, we'll go a little bit more in depth. So, let's talk about. These Tigers. Okay. They lost, what, nine in a row? I believe seven it was in a row. Nine. nine seven, seven eight, nine. nine. I think it was nine, actually. Yeah. But. They were, because they were like. 
they started they were in like second place i think they topped they might have been in first place for like the first week and a half yeah. and then they started falling a little bit um and then cj crone got hurt and you know they went on a seven eight whichever one it was game losing streak mm-hmm. and that plummeted them right down to the bottom with kansas city and now they've found life again they've won five in a row won seven of the last ten um they're 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 pretty hot right now they're on fire i don't get it like they're they're not that good no clearly but they're still 500 and they're i just don't know how to explain because their pitching has been awful yep that's obvious their lineup hasn't been good that good they have a run differential of minus 21 they just they find a way to win they do and that's, that's and I I love that about them they you know they don't they don't have the flashy stats they don't got the the star hitters the star pitchers but they just itch and they claw and they just they find a way to win ball games and and you know uh, I just seen something uh, last night uh, Ron Gardenhire uh, Tigers manager um, he was being interviewed and he was like yeah like we want to make the playoffs mm-hmm. and and. The, the reporters, they, they laughed at him for saying that. Like, this is a team that they know that they're counted out. They know no one's expecting anything. They want to make the playoffs because in this expanded season, they know it's a possibility. Mm-hmm. And now they just came in. They just beat beat the Indians in a series who are right now tied for first. They just beat, or they swept Minnesota. As I mentioned earlier, they're 20-15, and 15, only a game and a half behind. Yeah. You can't count them out. I mean... Today is the trade deadline. I, I don't see them making any kind of moves to buy because there's really no point. Mm. But I don't see them selling either. I, I would say that, and we can save the rest for later in the episode, but if I'm the Tigers and I'm 500, at this point in the season we're just over halfway done. I am taking guys like Austin Romine, Cameron Mabin, Jordan Zimmerman, if there's even a possibility to find something. That would be nice. Just to get the contract off a little bit earlier than expected. Mm-hmm. It's to find a team that will take the rest of that contract off. Then I am selling everybody that is on a one-year deal and you know you don't really want to bring back. Right. And if you can push into the playoffs still while selling... That you would be... get that extra in a season where you need it. You get that extra postseason revenue. And you already know you have Mize and Scooble up, mm-hmm. who looks like they're going to stay for a while. Riley Green, I'm sure he'll be up there next year. May not at the start because they right. want to save service time, mm-hmm. but he's going to be up there for, I bet, in May. And Torkelson, probably a year or probably two. Probably not next year, but not the next year, year. After, after that, maybe sometime. Yeah. Depending on how he develops. Yeah. You know, you could take you take that postseason revenue, your your cap isn't that high. You just have Cabrera eating up half of it basically. You go out, you sign some decent player, you know, some big names, make a splash. What they did last year, in a sense. You know, with with scope and chrome, but maybe step a little higher. Yeah. Another step ahead of that. But you You see a guy like Trevor Bowers, a free right. agent. Right. You know, take a flyer, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, I could see it. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm the Tigers, I'm just hoping to do as good as possible while also getting rid of any possible player I can. Right. That doesn't really contribute mm-hmm. in a way that, like, they're going to contribute for the next five years. Right. You're not trading away Mize, nope. obviously. Not like trading it. away any. You're not trading away prospects. You're right. trading away Romine, Scope. Yep. I was going to say Scope. He's been red hot yeah. right now. Scope is on a tear. He's probably he's probably the best hitter in our lineup right now. If there's anyone that's yeah. worth anything right now for, for trade value of a veteran mm-hmm. on our team that's on the one-year deal, it's going to be Scope. Yeah. So or there's even, probably a lot of eyes on him right now. Even a guy like that. Daniel Norris getting yeah. trade interest. If you could get something from him, he hasn't shown nothing any signs. No. You don't want to sell low, but... You know, if you can get rid of them, right. why not? Yeah, same thing with, like, Matt Boyd, too. Matt Boyd, yeah. He's, I would probably hold on to Matt Boyd because he's been so god-awful. Yeah, he's, his value's kind of that's true. He was so good last year, and you missed your opportunity to sell high. Right. What's the point of selling low? See, the, the only concern is, will there ever be another time to sell high? Because Matt Boyd might just go in this downward spiral like a guy like Jordan Zimmerman. Yeah. You know, we we bought very high on him and that was a mistake on our part. So, I mean, we might at this point just have to cut cut ties because he might never have another peak like that. Yeah. So, we don't want to just be stuck with him from then on and, you know, mm-hmm. even if we could have got something whether we're selling high or low, yeah. rather just get something for him than nothing. Yeah, oh, for sure. So, it just it's just something I got to think about, mm-hmm. you know. Whether they think he can bounce back, whether he's actually going to be decent again, um, and based on his last start, um, I think things are kind of looking up. I think he pitched like six innings, uh, mm-hmm. got the win, so um, hopefully things are on the up for him. But uh, the way this season's gone for him, it's uh, it's up in the air. It's been bad. Yeah, it's yeah. been real bad. Uh, let's move on. I want to talk about uh, the AL East for a minute. I want to start at the top with the Rays. Uh, obviously, they've been red hot, but I think the crazy thing about Tampa right now is that like their entire pitching rotation and bullpen is hurt. Yeah, right. like I think nine pitchers on the on the IL right now. Like, uh, you have Charlie Morton is on the IL with a shoulder issue. Uh, Chaz Rowe is done for the year with an elbow issue. Um, Jalen Beeks, I believe, is done for the year with a shoulder issue. Um, Jose Alvarado's done for, like, the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw a list of all of them, but there's another one. I can't think of the name. I think Ryan Yarbrough's hurt. I think so. I'll they have, like, them. yeah, they have, like, ten dudes just from their pitching staff that's right. hurt. I think they have a couple catchers that are hurt, too. Not th- They didn't have good catchers to begin with. Exactly. They just got, you know, what, Mitch Haniger. Mike Zunino. Mike Zunino. That's not, not Mitch Haniger. Mitch Haniger. I don't know why. He just came to my head. I was thinking Mike Zunino. Former Mariners. And, yes. Well, Hanniger is a current Mariner, right. but Zunino. Yeah, I th- I looked at Mike Zunino in my head, and Mitch Hanniger came out. I don't know why. But anyways, <laughs> as you were saying. <laughs> but, like, they're they're dominating. I They're not playing anybody that good right now. But they did play the Yankees last week, swept them again, of course. And now... Uh, they start a three-game series against the Yankees. I think this is the last time they play this year. And if Tamp- Tampa's already 5-1 and one against the Yankees this year. Mm-hmm. So the Yankees already can't get the tiebreaker over them. 
If Tampa Bay goes out here and takes two out of three or sweeps the Yankees again, I, I think you're basically guaranteeing that Tampa wins the AL East. Yeah. Because there's just not enough time. Yeah, I mean, you go if you go eight and one against your biggest rival, and you already have a three and a half game lead. You have a six and a half game lead with a sweep, and you're eight and one against them for the season, mm-hmm. with twenty four games left, twenty five games left, something like that. At that point, there's almost no chance that you blow it, right? Which would be huge for Tampa because I think that would be the first time. They've won the division since probably 2014 at the earliest. Something around, at, like 2013, 2014. Because 2013 was Boston because they won the World Series. You know, it might have been 2012. 2012 was the Yankees. They won was the it? AL East. Okay. Shoot, I don't know. I think it was 2011 was the last time. Maybe it was 2011. Because I think 2014, 2015, that was like Baltimore and Toronto. 2016 yeah. was the Red Sox probably I think so I mean Tampa's won the division like three times in their in their lifetime like 2008 and like 2010 2011 <laughs> that's it yeah so if you can go you know 10 years or wherever it's been since you've won the division especially in a messed up gear like this I mean you can kind of you don't take your foot off the gas but it's like okay we've been 15 and 3 and then, like, okay, you sweep the Yankees. You're 17 or 18 and 3 over your last 21 games. And you've won eight of your nine games against the Yankees. Like, that's a team that I think would catapult themselves into probably not just World Series contender like they are, but like the favorite. Like, it's mm-hmm. going to be Rays Dodgers World Series if that happens. Yeah. Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be weird. Rays Dodgers? That the would biggest, be weird. One of the biggest markets in baseball against one of the smallest markets? Mm hmm crazy um i'd be rooting rays all the way just throw that out there (laughs) yeah i i I hate the rays but you know i would uh, you know maybe i wouldn't i just i hate the dodgers i know you hate the dodgers i don't mind the dodgers as much i hate the rays i hate anybody in the al east that'd be like just a david versus goliath oh i know i would much rather see like oakland yeah i would like oakland that's a team i oakland Oakland's just a team you can get behind, you know. Like, it is. Wrong, you know they're they're not a scandalous fun. team. They're they're fun. They're, they're a fun, fun Moneyball team. Exactly. Moneyball, baby. Billy Bean. The Rays are basically in Moneyball, just um, Florida version. <laughs> yeah. But they're they're uh, they're fun to watch. They just don't like the thing that confuses me with the Rays is they don't really have a good hitter. Right. Like there isn't think, really a good one. Right. Well, I think their only like standout hitter has been Brandon Lau. This yeah, year. he's been really good. I would say about five percent of the baseball world has heard of Brandon Lau before this season. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> and it's like it's Brandon, it's Brandon Lau and Austin Meadows. Mm-hmm. And I think Austin Meadows just got hurt. I think he did too. Um, I mean, like Kevin Kiermaier can't hit. Nope. G Man Choi can't hit. Nope. Uh, Willie Adams is alright. He's nothing special. No. Like there really aren't any guys on that team that are that good they just they just win they just they just win yeah and it reminds me of the a's because they're kind of the same way but like the a's back in the day had like you know eric chavez and mm. miguel tejada and stuff like that right they had players they had good players that people 
heard about. You know, like Tampa Bay, there isn't a single. Like you know Blake Snell and Charlie Morton, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and Tyler Glass now. Like that's that's all you know. You don't know a single like player on that team. Exactly. Uh so we'll move on to the Yankees. <laughs> uh I don't wanna talk too long about the Yankees because they're pissing me off. But they they just they're I think they're cursed. They just can not stay healthy at all. And you know who's to blame for that? It's not me. It's you. It's not it me. It is you. I didn't even jinx them. I believe what? Episode four? It's like episode three. Episode three or four? Someone what was like, four. we've stayed relatively healthy. It's like, we haven't been hurt. And he's like, I shouldn't have said that. And you know what? You shouldn't have said that because look at you now. That's why I turned around and said, I shouldn't have said that. I didn't mean it that way. But you but said it. But it still happened. You said it. You put okay. it out into the universe, and the universe was like, all right. Whatever. I. We, our offense has been dreadful. Which, I mean, there's a good reason. There's no judge. There's no Stanton. Gio Rochelle is day-to-day. LeMahieu just got back. Glibber Torres has been dog shit. Even before he got hurt. Yep. He's one of the worst on the season. I know. He's been starting to get better, but... Still, like, Gary Sanchez has been non-existent pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hicks can't swing the bat, but he gets on base. Like, he ch- he's very – he's just there. Mm-hmm. Luke Voigt's been amazing. That's about it. Like, Talkman's been fine. Gardner's been atrocious. Like, they just – and they're, pit- they're pitching. The funny thing is about, like, this – because they went on, like, a seven-game skid. Mm-hmm. Their pitching was phenomenal. Their right. bullpen was terrible. And they couldn't hit. Right. But their starters were great. Like, you'd have Paxton, Cole, Tanaka, all going. I mean, Cole's basically a given for six innings, no matter what, at mm-hmm. least. But Paxton, Tanaka, going six innings, allowing, like, one or two runs. And then you hand it over to your bullpen. That's supposed to be one of the best in baseball, if not the best. And they just blow it. Yeah. But I feel good after this weekend series against the Mets. Uh, I was not feeling good about it at all until the last two days because we lost the first two games in the doubleheader. We played a doubleheader on Friday. Yeah. And we lost both of them very stu- in very stupid ways. And then Saturday, we won 2-1, to one, and Frazier scored on a wild pitch by Dylan Batances in the ninth inning. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is luck. Like, that was... When you're on, like, a seven-game skid like that, you just need to win any way possible. I'm like, mm-hmm. we won two to one. Like, we couldn't score against the Mets. <laughs> like, the Mets. The Mets. And then it's Sunday, yesterday, and I'm watching the first game. It's, it was two, uh, I think it was two to two. And then we brought in, like, Brooks Krisky or something like that. And he gave, like, a two-run bomb to Robinson Cano. It's like, oh, yeah, great. Of course, Robinson Cano fucking hits a home run against us. So it was, like, 4-2. to two. Then they scored, like, two more runs. It was 6-2. to two. Then it was 7-2. to two. It was 7-2 to two in the ninth inning. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not watching. Like, I'm turning <laughs> it off. And then I get a notification on my phone. Oh, 7-4, two-run single, Luke Voigt. Then it's 7-5. They score on a wild pitch again. And I turned it on. And Aaron Hicks hits a two-run homer tie in the ninth. Or the seventh inning because it was a doubleheader. Right. It was like, holy shit. Like, 
this is what we need. And then Urshela comes up in the eighth and hits a walk-off in uh walk-off RBI single. I'm like, all right, two in a row. You know, that's the kind of win you need. You're not supposed to win that game. And no. what the Yankees do most of the time is, especially in the postseason, and they don't win games like that. Right. Like, the only time the Yankees ever won games like that in my life was 2009, 2012, and 2017. 2017 was, we were king of the comebacks. And then we won game two. Uh, It was one-to-one, couldn't score. Davey Garcia makes his debut, pitches lights out, six innings, allowed four hits, allowed one run, technically. Well, not earned, but allowed one run on Luke Voigt. Two run uh, or two base error, and the only guy came in to score, so he doesn't get the win unfortunately. But he looked amazing. Mm-hmm. Love to see that. And we go to extras in the top of the eighth because we we're technically the road team or whatever. And the stupid, right? Yeah. Pinch hit, Gary Sanchez. He's two for like seventeen in his career as a pincher with nine strikeouts Oof. and zero extra base hits. It's not great. Fucking grand slam. <laughs> 450 into the Bronx night. Good for Gary. Sixth home run that's like his seventh hit of the season. <laughs> he only hits dingers. He only hits bombs. Uh, I, that happened, and I was like, all right, I feel good. You know, three games, three wins in two days. Uh, my My health is going to be riding on this Tampa series. Because we have Garrett Cole against Tyler Glass now in game one here. Then I believe Paxton pitches game two. And Tanaka pitches game three or it's flip-flopped. I don't remember which one. But before those games, or 30 games into the season last year, the Yankees were 17-13. and 13. This year, well, they're now 30-whatever games. Two. When they were 30, yeah, 32 games in. When they were 30 games in, they were 17-13. Once again, after 60 games last year, they finished 38-22. and 22. So what I'm hoping is, after this Rays series, you have just all teams in your division, basically. Mm-hmm. So you're playing Toronto, Baltimore, Boston. I think we play the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Those are like the four teams we play. I, you have to just dominate. And basically every team there, other than Toronto, has been bad. Yep. Baltimore's nothing special. Boston's not even trying to win. Nope. Miami's just kind of there. Yes. So you have to just go on an absolute tear and win like 20 of these last 25 games. They're all winnable. And they're all winnable. Yeah. So my that is my health and safety and sanity is all riding on this next month. And if we lose like two or three to the Rays, I'm going to be really, really pissed and probably not going to be paying as much attention to them yeah. because it's yeah. like oh my god we can't beat the Rays it's a massive series it's a huge against series Tampa. it's, it's gonna you, be any team can win three games against the Mets any team literally any, any team. team literally any team can we Pirates win two yeah, the Pirates could can we win two out of three against Tampa that's the question yeah uh Toronto like we said earlier has been hot seven they've won seven in the last ten they've won four in a row 18-14. They're a playoff team. Yeah. 
Uh, we'll talk about it later, but they're they're going to be buyers today, yep. I think, in these last couple hours here. I think so. I would like to see them be buyers because they're good. Like yeah. Their lineup hasn't been amazing, but it's been good. I think the one thing they need is starting pitching because yep. they've allowed 140 runs. That's not bad, but that's not great. Like, you're looking at teams that near the top would be, like, the White Sox. The Yankees have only allowed 134. Um, White Sox have allowed 134. Indians, 102. Minnesota, mm-hmm. 127. You know. So they're middle of the pack, Yeah, seems like, pitching-wise. But that off that offense needs a little bit more of a boost. Mm-hmm. Guys like, well, Bovichette's been good. and uh, Vladdy's been... Vladdy's been all right. He's, he's been, been all right. Up, he's getting, I think he's getting hot, yeah. yeah. And they got that one guy coming out of... Left field, not literally, but just the saying. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez is going I always like that guy, yeah. He's good. He's having a season right now. Yeah, you have guys like Lourdes Gurriel, who's mm-hmm. always been solid usually. Yeah. Uh, they're not like they're not great, but they're here. They're competing. They've got, they've got hitters. They do. And yeah. they got a lot of potential, too. They have and so much potential. They just need some starting pitching and you know to, to, to mold it all together for them. Especially yeah. in a season like this with the expanded... Mm-hmm. Um, they could definitely make a run. Well, yeah, you get that extra postseason revenue, and mm-hmm. then you would try and make a splash and fit. They could go for a guy like Bauer. Right. I think that'd be a good fit. Or even like Lance Lynn. Or too. even Lance Lynn, if you've got Lance Lynn at the deadline. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball yeah. this year. One of the top three in the American League, I'd mm-hmm. say. Exactly. Um. So we can talk about White Sox. Okay. We move on to the NL Central. All right, AL Central. So, White Sox been hot, hitting the fucking shit out of the ball. Yeah. Uh, They're 21-13. They're tied with Cleveland. And, I mean, we've been, like, perfect with yeah. this division so far. Just about. Because, like, I think the order's been pretty much the same. Yeah. Because, like, Cleveland and Chicago, for me, I said we we're going to be, like, one game apart. Right. And right now they're tied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Minnesota... Was red hot. Yeah, Minnesota was sitting at the top, sitting pretty. Now they're on, you know, their little cold streak. But every team goes through a cold streak. But I don't expect that to last. Um, I I feel like I mean they're only a game and a half. I'm I'm thinking they're gonna propel themselves back up to the top. I yeah, they're the team they have. But, they're uh, twenty and fifteen. I don't expect them to only be five games above five hundred. They've lost right. five in a row. Mm-hmm. They were twenty and ten. Yeah, <laughs> like they were hot. They won like eight in a row, something mm-hmm. like that. They just dominated. And now they're slowing down. Their pitching's still good. Mm-hmm. Lineup's still good. Like, obviously, they just going through a little bit of slump. Not a big deal. Cleveland, uh, we'll talk about it more in the second half of the episode. But Cleveland's interesting because they're really good. But they're also not, like, acting like, the way that... Yeah, a good team would act. They're not... Yeah, they're not doing the things that you think a World Series contender would do because right. that's what they are. I mean, they're 21 and 13. That's one of the better teams in baseball. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the third best record in the American League. So, yeah. We'll see. We'll talk curious. about it more later. Mm-hmm. But um White Sox like we said, uh pitching thing. I love Luis Robert. Yes. I think every day I see a highlight on Twitter of him like hitting a bomb. That was my rookie of the year pick. I think I probably nailed it. It looks good. Because I think I picked, what, Nate Pearson? I haven't heard too much 
yeah. bump him since I like the first since his like debut. Because like there was his start against the Nats where he was like good, and then he had another start where he, I think he was really good, and then he allowed like a home run late to like lose the game or not lose it, but like he lost the decision. Mm-hmm. But I'd have to check in on him more. But Luis Robert, Robert. I, I always say which, I think it's, it's Robert. Is it Robert? It's Robert. Okay. He's been, like, just out of this world. Yeah. And, like, Tim Anderson's been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose, Jose Abreu is a damn MVP candidate right Jose now. Jose Abreu is on fire. Yeah. And, you know, you, you got Smiley Grandal. What he, had, he lost, like, he allowed a run on an error or something. Then he hit a walk-off mm-hmm. dinger later in that inning. Like, they're good. Their pitching's been good uh they've been good of late obviously they're eight and they've won eight of their last 10 uh i don't know if they're gonna keep up that pace but they're they're gonna i think it's obvious at this point that they're gonna be a playoff team 100 for sure like you look at some of the like the al has a lot of good teams but there's not enough room there's no team that really can overtake the white Sox. For just a wild card spot, no. Like they're they're locked in right mm-hmm. now. I would like you know their tickets basically already punched. Yeah. At this point, um, I mean you've already won twenty one games. Mm-hmm. I'd say, the, if you're five hundred, you're probably in. Yeah. If you if you're five hundred in the NL, you're basically you're, like winning oh, your division. <laughs> yeah. You're point. in, no doubt. The AL's a little more tricky, but yeah, I think with them being. You know, twenty one and thirteen. I think right now their 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 tickets pretty much punched. I think their tickets pretty much punched too. Um, but um, real quick on still the same topic, mm-hmm. the same team that White Sox. We haven't hit on it yet. But uh, how about the first no hitter of the season? Yeah, Lucas Giolito. That Nine was innings, if we Pittsburgh. if we got the chance to do our episode on Thursday, that would have been the number one thing to talk about. Yeah. But gee, he looked good. And, like, it's funny seeing it on Twitter. Like, everybody's like, it was against the Pirates. Who cares? It was like, um, everybody cares. Like, I don't care. doesn't matter who it's against. I don't give a shit who we play. Professional baseball. I don't care if you just went up there and tried to bunt every time. A no-hitter's a Mm no-hitter. It doesn't matter. I don't care if it's the Pirates. (laughs) Like, just, I I was watching the live looking on MLB, the TV, MLB at Bad App, Mm -hmm. and... He when he smacked that ball to right field, like oh my god, it's getting down, <laughs> and Am Angle just reached out. His goal. I was like, oh, yeah. thank God. I was about to be so upset. I didn't think he was gonna cut. Like I, the it route that like, he took was curious to say it the was least. Curious. It, was curious. it looked like because it was like hit right to him. Yeah, like, and he oh like, shit. went the opposite way and then yeah. came back last second. Those are the hardest said. ones to feel when it's hit yeah. right at you. It's like oh shit, where do Those I go? Are hard to read. I thought that was getting down. I thought that was going to be a, <laughs> a, the most simple way to break up a no hitter, a little mm-hmm. boop single. Because of course, that I'd rather just give up a bomb. Yeah, you know, at least but. fucking hit it. Like mm-hmm. you just give it a little poke out to right field. Like really, <laughs> come on. But you know, we were a couple weeks off, but uh, we both kind of saw it coming that it was going to happen this mm-hmm. season. Eventually, we both predicted um, a couple episodes ago there was going to be a no hitter. Yep, first one of the season. So we were just a couple of weeks off, but uh, it still happened. Giolito, he got it done. First no-hitter, maybe the only no-hitter, but, you know, remains mm-hmm. to be seen. There's still about half the season left, so uh, we'll see what happens. There's been a lot of um, no-hitters broken up already. Yeah, there's, there's been a couple of them. There's been at least five. Yeah, there's so. at least 
five or six have just made it to like the sixth or seventh inning. Yeah. And like Kento Maeda got one out. What? It was the start. One out in the ninth inning. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Like guys have been getting close. I think there's going to be another one, maybe two. Usually there's at least two a season. Yeah. 60 I mean, games, yeah, it's a little different, but right. I think there's going to be another one. There might be. There might be. Uh, so, AL West, yeah, we touched on it. Oakland, still really good. Mm-hmm. Pitching's been great. Uh, their line has been all right. Like, Matt Olson's been bad. Matt Olson is literally the definition of hit a home run or strike out. Yeah. Right now, he's, like, in somewhere in the top ten in home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got ten right now in the season. But for any hitter that's qualified right now in the batting average statistic, he's dead last. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you really hate to see it. I like Matt Olson a lot. I do, too. Uh, Matt Chapman's been kind of the same this year a lot of home runs but not really a high average which is kind of his thing um but they both give you really good defense uh at the corner infield spots so i guess it's kind of worth it um houston still really banged up but they're just we all knew houston was good yeah they're gonna be a playoff team they're 19 and 14 that division's garbage they're basically locked into the second spot at least yes Will they come back and win that division? They're only two and a half games out, and you have twenty eight more games left or whatever. I I would assume they're probably they're going to be there. Come October, they're going to be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There isn't much to talk about. No, I mean, and I mean, just one other thing to touch on. As banged up as they have been, you know, when you have injuries, you need guys to step up. Yeah. And that's exactly what they're getting. Mm-hmm. Like you look at a guy, Kyle Tucker, right mm-hmm. now he's on fire. Within the last, like, two weeks, he's one of, like, the best hitters in baseball. Yeah. In terms of the last couple weeks. Like, that's a guy that, you know, he's not well-known. He's a young kid. Um, still, he's he's in a lineup uh, that's star-studded. You got, you know, your Altuve's, Springer's, Correa's, Bregman, all them. But this guy, Kyle Tucker, he's off the charts right now. And he's he's one of those guys that's really helping them stay relevant with the injuries that they have. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's fun to see. You know, obviously we don't like the Astros, but, you know, put that aside. It's Kyle Tucker kid. He can hit the ball. Yeah. Uh, they got good players. They're, we all knew they were going to be there. Mm-hmm. They're off to a bad start. Start. It's fun to see Springer and Altuve, you know, struggle because of the cheating stuff. Mm-hmm. But they're good. They're going to be there. They're going to be there for a while. Yeah. You know. Once you have to pay those guys, you know, maybe things change. I don't know what their farm system looks like, especially with their arms. Guys like Berlander. Berlander's already gone right now. He's also 38 years old. Grinky's older. You know, after that, you know, Lance McCullers has already had Tommy John once. Then you have Jose Urquidy, which I like, but Mm. I don't know if he's going to be that good. Right. But they're going to be there. They're going to be there for at least the next three, four years, I'd say. Mm -hmm. I would say roughly yeah um atlanta not much to talk about with atlanta uh there might be some deadline news with atlanta because i know i've seen names getting floated around Mm -hmm. with them but uh did you see the game last night between the braves and phillies i did not so the braves were winning 10 nothing oh they're winning 10 nothing and philly scored seven runs in like the next inning made 10 to 7 
and I was watching. This game took forever. <laughs> it, it was like fourteen to twelve. Jesus. Like I was like, holy shit, what is going on? <laughs> Damn football game over there. I exactly like I couldn't. It was so crazy. I haven't seen. It reminded me of like. Oh, uh, that Twins Yankees game, that series last year, when oh. every game was like fourteen to twelve. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's like, oh my god, what's happening? It's probably like ten nothing to ten seven, and like teams, the Phillies. There isn't much to say about the Phillies. <laughs> the Phillies are just, you know, they're just kind of there. Yeah, I mean, with the way that the standings in the National League are looking right now, mm-hmm. um. Typically, when it comes to the trade deadline, you know, the teams that are not really in it, they're selling. Yeah. But when you're looking at, right now, the 16-team playoff, eight from each, um, a team like the Phillies, they could be buying. Mm-hmm. And seeing as they were buyers, the last offseason, the offseason before that, they've been buying, they've been trying to stack up, you know, bringing in Zach Wheeler, obviously the, the mega deal, the Bryce Harper, they want to compete. Yeah. And right now, with as weak of a division mm-hmm. and a... A, a conference in general, I guess you could call it. They, they're. I would be shocked if they didn't make some moves to try to bring in, um, you know, some bullpen arms or another bat. I'd be shocked if uh, I didn't see them making a move. Mm-hmm. Is there a team that you know they can compete? Yeah, they can make it into the playoffs if they, you know, if they try. Like right now, they're fourteen and fifteen, one game below five hundred. Um, they could make a move. They could. Uh, and I think they will. I think they should. And they definitely, um, what, they made a move with the Red Sox, which we'll talk about when we go into our deadline part and talk about all the moves that have been made and some of the moves that are going to be made because we got about an hour until the deadline is done, so it'll line up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're, they just, their pitching has been god-awful. Like, yeah. They're, I mean, their run scored and their runs allowed is 160 to 160, so their run differential is zero. Mm-hmm. They're pretty much dead even there. They're just, like, the lineup is there. They have a good lineup. They do. But their pitching staff isn't deep, mm-hmm. and their bullpen's atrocious. Yes. Like, you know, there isn't much is. else to say about them. Uh, and, I mean, I'll touch on this real quick, staying in the same mm-hmm. division. So how I was just mentioning for Philly how they're fourteen and fifteen and they should be buyers. You look at another team, the Miami Marlins, and that's a really young team, mm-hmm. and I would say for them they should not be buyers. I mean, yeah. you know, they're obviously they're in the exact same position standings wise as mm-hmm. the Phillies, but you got your team, the Marlins, who they're just stacked with all this young talent. You know, um, they're not one of the top teams. They started out really well, but now they're kind of going back down to where we thought they would be yeah um they're not a team that needs to be going and unloading their prospects to bring in a couple guys to try to compete this year mm-hmm. that just shouldn't be in the cards for them they should just you know go with what they're doing get these guys these young guys uh starts some at bats and that's really all they should focus on but yeah. you look at the team like the phillies they just spent 300 million on bryce harper they need to make moves mm-hmm. the marlins aren't in that same position they they got young guys in the lineup already you know, this, like John Birdie, this yeah. guy's been going crazy the last couple of weeks. You know, their pitching staff has been not bad. It's been, they've only allowed 136 runs. Yeah. That's the best in their division mm-hmm. by 10 runs compared to Atlanta. Right. To Atlanta, I mean, obviously, that isn't the same pitching staff as we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But 
that's pretty good. Yeah. 136 like, runs allowed. They've only played at this point like two less games than everybody else. Mm-hmm. So, so like it's pretty on on par. Yeah. So I think you know Miami. They should probably stay right where they are. They shouldn't try to make any moves. I mean, maybe no. something small, if anything. But uh, I'd be a seller for sure. Yeah. If I'd anything. be selling anybody I could. Guys like um, what Corey Dickerson yeah. is there. Anyone that's worth something that's like on a one year. Or, yeah veteran that you know not Neil really Walker have. yeah guys like that but they shouldn't be you know selling prospects to, to try to compete this year exactly if they compete this year you know that's good for them but they shouldn't be going out sticking their neck out and, and risking things they're not going to be trading for you know Mookie bets exactly they're not going to be doing no that. <laughs> and they should not be you know they're not going to they're not going to trade for Jonathan Scope or mm-hmm. anything like that even you know they're going to if anything, I'd stay. I'd just not do anything. Exactly. Just stay right where they are. Yep. Don't do anything. Just let the roster ride it out. Exactly. Uh, Cubs, I'd, I'd, at this point, they're kind of just... I mean, they're in first place. Yeah. That division stinks. It is pretty bad right now. There's only the one team, obviously, the Cubs, over 500. Yep. Um, they're the only team with anything, and they're not even, like... They have not been playing great baseball. Mm-mm. They've been, uh, their last 10, they're 4-6, and six, not good. Um, the only thing that's been winning us games has been the starting pitching. Yeah. Like, getting good outings. Like, you Darvish is going crazy right now. He's mm-hmm. having a great season. Um, and our hitters are so bipolar right now. Like, yeah. Anthony Rizzo's been struggling, but he'll come out every now and then, and he, has, he had a multi-homer game the other day. Yep. Chris Bryant's hurt. Javi Baez is stunk. Yeah. Contreras stinks. Like, as of like today, right now, our best hitters are like Ian Happ and Jason Hayward and like Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, Jason Hayward's been nuts this year. Yeah, actually. like what's going on? Like, like Jason Hayward. I can't believe it. Say hey to Jay, hey, man. Like he's already an elite. Def- he's already an elite defender, but he's been a garbage offensive player since like his first season there. Yeah, Atlanta. like Atlanta, and then once he got traded to the Cardinals, mm-hmm. it was downhill from then. Yeah, uh, not much. So I mean, they, yeah, they they've gone four and six in the last ten, and they're still four games up. Mm-hmm. Like, like that division you know. stinks. Yeah, and then their team that they need to make a move in this. The Cubs, deadline. yeah, the Cubs are not like all oh, you know. We're selling. We're not trying to win. The Cubs are like, uh, we need to get some bullpen arms and another bat, and we need to win another World Series mm-hmm. because. Chris Bryant, who knows how long he's going to be here. Right. Rizzo's getting towards the end of his prime. Guys like Jason Hayward aren't going to always produce. Right. You know, Wilson Contreras obviously hasn't looked good. Mm-hmm. Shit like that. And we'll talk about it in just a little bit here. But the yeah. Cubs, they already did. They went out and made one move. We'll talk yep. about that, like I just said. But uh, they're going to need to make a couple more, I'd say. Exactly. Because, you know, they need to make sure they can stay on top and they can actually compete. Yeah. With, uh, with a team like the Dodgers. Yeah. Already talked about the NL West at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That was basically what we started with. So let's talk about weekly awards. Okay. Start with yours. All right. So we're going to start with the, uh, the player of the week. Um, so my player of the week this week is going to be Manny Machado. This is a guy, he kind of fell off a little bit uh, once he got traded off of Baltimore when he went to you know uh, L.A. and San Diego. Um but he's having a really nice bounce back year. He's actually showing like maybe he's worth that three hundred million. He was 
getting a lot of backlash. And everyone's like, oh, he's not worth it. He's overpaid, overhyped, overrated, yeah. all that. And to, to a degree, maybe he is. But this season, you know, he's, he's putting together a pretty good season this past week. Uh, he's got a 520 average, uh, 13 hits and 25 at-bats, four home runs, eight RBIs. The most impressive part, though, he hasn't struck out. Zero yeah. strikeouts this week. So Manny Machado is going to be my player of the week. Uh, my pitcher of the week, um, I just love to talk about this guy. It's my guy. I was I predicted that he was going to have a good season, and so far he has. You Darvish, Chicago Cubs. Um, two starts this week, two quality starts, two mm-hmm. wins, uh, 13 and a third inning pitched, 18 strikeouts, um, .69 ERA. He right now, I would say, is the front runner for Cy Young in the National League. Really? I would say he is the front runner. Okay. He's I having a great week, great, great season. Mm-hmm. But my pitch of the week is going to be you, Darvish. Yeah, kind of a resurgence of his career because he hasn't really been even his last few years in Texas, he wasn't really that elite level pitcher that people mm-hmm. thought he was. Uh, I like it. I like you, Darvish, a lot. He's been great for that team. He's been great uh, this past week. Uh, so mine, for my hitter, it will be my boy, Luke Voigt. Okay. Now, Luke Voigt has been on fire this season. Uh, he's got 13 home runs, which is near the top in baseball. Uh, one of the most fun stats that I have for Luke Voigt is that he has the highest OPS in baseball and he's just I know Yankee fans overrate their players a lot (laughs) yes they do they really do I do not do that yes you do I don't do it that bad Uh, Luke Voigt is since Luke Voigt became a Yankee he has been top 10 in every major statistical category in baseball so that's over the last year and a half no two well two and a half years he's been great and you compare especially in new york everybody compares him to pete alonso Mm -hmm. pete alonso is really not that good Mm -hmm. compared to luke void they're neither of them are great defensively but Luke Voigt is a he's a monster hitter. And he's really finally getting the recognition he deserves, I think, mm-hmm. because there's nobody else on the Yankees right now because they're all hurt. Yeah. So it's literally just like him producing, and that's usually why we stunk. <laughs> yeah. But he's been great. Luke Voigt's the guy. Right he's now. the guy. And uh pitch of the week, easy one, through no hitter. That basically is automatic for Pitcher of the Week. Lucas Giolito, you don't even really have to talk about anything other than that. Mm-hmm. You throw a damn no-hitter. Yeah. You're a Player of the Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, weekly now, award. My fun award. Um, so my award this week is the I Have a God-Awful Nickname, But I Can Play Baseball Award. And that award mm-hmm. goes to Brandon Belt, oh. who, if you don't already know, his nickname is the Baby Giraffe. Let that sink in. The Baby Giraffe (laughs) is your nickname. How in the world can you accept your nickname being the Baby Giraffe? I give him this award because this week he had a pretty good week. 
Um, he kind of fell off his last couple seasons. He had a couple good years. Um, but uh, Brandon Belt, 12 for 20 this week, 600 average, two homers, uh, six RBIs, four doubles. Had a good week. So he, he can play some ball, but he's got a god-awful nickname. It's so bad. It's the worst nickname in baseball. It's the worst. It's so stupid. And, and I looked up uh, how he got that nickname. I guess the the Giants uh, TV broadcaster had said, like, Brandon Belt was, like, running the bases or something, and he stumbled and fell, and he's like, man, he looks like uh, a baby giraffe falling mm-hmm. out of the mama giraffe <laughs> when he was being born. And then ever since then, the Giants fans just were like, ah, oh, look at him, he's the baby giraffe. I hate that. Like, that's so bad. I hate it so much. I've hated it for years. It's awful. It's stupid. And that's why I needed to talk about it, because it's just that bad. It's something that isn't brought up enough, because yeah. it's it's terrible. It's awful. Uh, um, my le- weekly award is going to be the... Um, I'm going to call it the uh, Emergency Landing Award. Okay. And I'm giving the Emergency Landing Award to the Texas Rangers. Uh, before the season started, well, so it goes back to last year. So last year, obviously, the Rangers were like 78 and 84. Mm-hmm. Everybody expected them to be like dog shit because, like, they were dog shit. But they were, you know, just under 500. And so everybody's like, or they their their team social media tweet, I was like, this was supposed to be a rebuilding year. And, uh, um,. So the Rangers uh, social media posted that about how, oh, this was supposed to be a rebuilding year. And then, obviously, they make the moves for Kluber, and they sign uh, um, Todd Frazier. And they post something on social media like, uh, look out, look out AL West or something like Mm -hmm. that. And they're 12 and 21. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, especially, like, the Todd Frazier thing, like, they were trying to sign Anthony Rendon, and they ended up with Todd Frazier. Like, Pretty bad. They were shooting for the moon, and they landed in fucking Topeka, Kansas. Yeah. So, <laughs> ergo, crash landing award. Like, you thought you were going to compete, mm-hmm. and you're not even better than the fucking Angels. Like, the Mariners are ahead of you. Like, land that fucking plane right now. Like, you <laughs> need to do something. Like, yeah. this is bad. So, that's that was my award. Um, definitely a good award. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Uh, so I think that's the end of our weekly episode. Yeah, and then we're gonna add our trade deadline episode, uh, trade deadline hour to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. So it is time to say goodbye, and we will be back uh, with the next hour of our episode. Mm-hmm. See you in a moment. It is deadline day. We have less than an hour until the trade deadline is up. It has been so busy. So busy today. Deals are being made left and right. Teams are wheeling and dealing left and right all day long. 
in a year where finances are supposed to be terrible, uh, teams are trading away like everybody. Yep, it's going crazy. Um, so uh, latest news that just came in before uh, this started was that Andrew Chafin is traded to the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, right before that, we had uh, D-backs trading Starling Marte to the Marlins. Um, so what I'm thinking is we're just going to go down the list. Mm-hmm. And then as new stuff arises. As we'll new stuff arises, we just talk about it, and we'll talk about some individual teams, about what we think they should do and what they've already done. Stuff like that. Um, so, if you have anything prepared, yeah. start us off. Sure. So, uh, just looking at some of the transactions that's already been made, um, let's let's just start big. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the biggest one that we've seen thus far um, to this trade deadline. And what a better place to start with the Cleveland Indians trading starting pitcher Mike Clevenger to, and I think like Greg Allen, I think, yeah. um, with him to the Padres for a absolute crop of players. Mm-hmm. Um, traded including uh, Taylor Trammell, uh, uh, gosh, I don't even remember the names of the other guys, but I think it was six total prospects that I have, they sent over. I have the list right here. Okay. So uh, total haul for Cleveland, when they uh, so they traded Clevenger and Greg Allen. Uh, they got right-hand pitcher Cal Quantrill, left fielder Josh Naylor, catcher Austin Hedges, shortstop Gabriel Arias, left-hand pitcher Joey Cantillo, shortstop Owen Miller. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six players for Clevenger and Greg Allen. This is a move, I mean, for the Padres, this is great. Yes. I think that's easy to say. For the Indians, what are they doing? I I don't get it. Like that's a big haul for just one guy. Mm. Uh, but Clevenger has like two years left of team control after this, and he's also great. And also Cleveland, like we mentioned earlier, they're twenty one and thirteen. I don't see the point of trading away Mike Clevenger. Yeah, it doesn't make like, sense. Going into the season. He was the ace. And then obviously mm-hmm. Shane Bieber emerged as this god amongst men right now in terms of pitching. But for a team that's tied for first place, why are you trading your number two pitcher? Why? Exactly. In a shortened season, like, do they just think that, you know, they don't really want to compete this year, so they're going to try to get all these prospects so they can, can compete later and build around Bieber? Uh. I just, I don't... Because, like, they have, like, the Indians are one team. They just, they just produce pitchers at an insane rate. Mm-hmm. And it's like they just have pitchers at the ready. It doesn't matter. I mean, they have, so before, they had Clevenger, Bieber, Zach Plesak, and... Plutko? Plutko? No, Plutko, I, think I think he was, was a reliever. Now I think he went to a reliever. He might have been he like their starting. fifth. Yeah. Um, 
And also, what, last week, Tristan McKenzie made his yeah. debut. So you have all these arms that you just find out of nowhere. And uh, you trade away Mike Clevenger for these six guys. The odds are, I mean, like, Ty France is a guy that's already good. Mm-hmm. And, like, Josh Naylor. Or Ty France is a different deal. Which, um, yeah, he went to Mariners. Seattle. Yeah. It was Josh. Josh Naylor's all right. That's what I was thinking of. They also trade away, well, the Padres traded away two shortstops in that deal. It's like, the Indians, Lindor's gone. Like, that's obvious. Yeah. He's not coming back. They don't, I don't think they want him back. I don't think you could give him all the money in the world and he's probably gone. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't want to be there anymore. And, um, I think it, it was smart what they did, but dumb. Yeah. Because now, I mean, if you're the Indians, you have to trade away Lindor, right? Now, if you're already, if you sold Clevenger, you gotta sell Lindor. If you're selling Clevenger, and two of the guys you got back for Clev is shortstops, mm-hmm. you know Lindor's gone. Everybody already knows yeah. this. They're pro- they're probably on the phones right now trying to make a move. Literally take him. anything yeah. for Lindor because he's not gonna be there. Yeah, like why, you know, why not? Right, just get something for him. And, yeah, you're probably not, you don't need, like, pitchers, really, because you have so many. Mm-hmm. But if you could get some decent position player prospects, especially, like, outfielders, because they don't have any, or catchers, because they don't have any, then perfect. Uh, you know, it doesn't make sense. Uh-uh. I think the Indians are the one team that I've been the most confused about yeah. with, at the trade down because it doesn't, it just... It's stupid. It doesn't make yeah. sense to me. Um, but, other side of that. Yeah, other well, side what, of that. Right? I yeah. was about to just same thing as you. Mm-hmm. The Padres have been just going balls to the walls yeah. right now. They've made or they like they got Mitch Moreland. They made the trade with Seattle. They brought in uh, Austin Nola and a couple other guys. Mm-hmm. They're going crazy. The Padres are serious right now. <laughs> the Padres, all the last like four seasons. Everybody that talked about the Padres is, this team has such a great farm system, and they're going to be so good. And now the Padres are kind of good, we think, and they just said, fuck it. Everybody's gone. We're bringing everybody. We're winning now. Yep. After not winning for 15 years. <laughs> and before that, they weren't even good. <laughs> right. So now they're just like, let's just unload the whole system. Everybody's gone. Fuck it. Yeah. Uh, we're bringing in everybody that we think is decent. They got a sniff of Tatis being a top player, and they're like, "Yep, we got to do it." Like Machado's been great. Tatis been great. Um, Hosmer's been resurgent. They uh, um, Trent Grisham has yeah. been great. There's been a couple other guys. Um, Jake Cronenworth has yeah. been great. Kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, and like Paddock's been all right. He kind of has like either a great start or a bad start sometimes. Uh, bullpen's been absolutely atrocious, yeah. which is why they added, um, I think they added a guy from, uh, did, who traded for Michael Gibbons? That was Colorado. That was Colorado. Yeah. Um, they traded for, what, Mitch Moreland and they got a reliever, I think, from Boston. Did um, they? Did they? Gosh, I didn't have it really I don't down. remember. If they did, let's see if I can find it. Because Boston traded away... Brandon Workman Philly. went to the Phillies. I yep. thought they traded another one, but I wasn't they, sure. Two of them went to the Phillies. Two of them went to the Phillies, yeah. From Boston. Okay. Um, 
what they traded for the Padres traded for a reliever. Um gosh. Let me look. Find it. This is why we keep the laptop up. Um <laughs> well yeah, they obviously got Greg Allen. Um Oh, it was Trevor Rosenthal. Yes. That's that was it. Got. Trevor Rosenthal. They got him. Um they acquired Jason Castro from the Angels too. Yep. So they've been just going. So Greg Allen, Mike Clevenger, Jason Castro, Trevor Rosenthal, and I think that's it. Did you mention Austin Nola already? Did I not say? Oh, Austin Adams, Dan Altavia, Austin Nola. Yeah. That's a lot of dudes. That's a busy front office That's right a now. lot of dudes. Yeah. I want to look at the comments on some of these Padres. <laughs> I want to see what these... <laughs> There's too many bots and crap. On... I I hate it. Um. Hmm. What a disappointment. We got <laughs> fleeced, fam. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. That was just so, one so. trade. Let's see what uh, let's see about the Clevenger one. Um uh, Dude, everybody on Twitter copy paste the same thing. Pretty much. Do you do you have you seen the message that like that seals the deal? I'm no longer uh whatever and then fill in the blank fan. I think so. Yeah. It's on every... That's a top response on every yep. Padres post. Everyone's like, oh, it's so funny. That seals the deal. I'm no longer a Padres fan. Appear <laughs> 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 in utter embarrassment. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, this person said, I love you. So, I guess oh. they like it. Well. That's good. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're... they're they have... They they're making so many deals. Yeah. Uh... You know, they haven't made the playoffs in a long time. They, they I want don't, to do it now. I don't... If you haven't been to the playoffs in that long... Yeah. I... You know... You know, I don't know. Hopefully they uh, they don't get too ahead of themselves and do what they did like five years ago when they brought in all those, quote, stars. They brought in Justin Upton and Matt, what, Kemp. Matt Kemp. All those guys. It's like, the Padres. Yeah, let's go Padres. So and then they... Like the worst team in the division that mm-hmm. year, and that's just a miserable failure. They, they got worse. <laughs> yeah, and you know they built up this great farm system. Probably overall, probably mm-hmm. one of the best, if not the best, farm systems in baseball. Mm-hmm. And now they're uh, they're they're unloading a little bit. So yeah, hopefully it works out for them. But uh, you know, with the Dodgers. In the National League, I just I it's gonna take probably another big move, mm-hmm. probably to get past them. No, I know it's just you're not getting past them this year. There's no chance. Mm-hmm. They're already five games up, and they've been unbeatable even while you've been unbeatable. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna take something drastic. Yeah. Um. I like what they have. I like what they've done, but I also think. You haven't won in this long, and now you're just getting a little bit of a taste halfway through a 60-game season, mm-hmm. and you're just throwing away a shit ton of prospects for, you know, guy Like, Clevenger, obviously going to be there for the next, like, three years. Yeah. And Greg Allens also has team control, even though I don't think Greg Allens really going to be that good. Um. Other than that, like, Trevor Rosenthal's had, had a resurgent career, so he'll probably be there for a minute, but... I don't see the point of getting one year out of guys when it's a 60-game season. Yeah. And you probably aren't 
going to win. There's obviously a chance they do, but you have a monster, a monster in front of you in the LA Dodgers. So, do you really want to take that chance this year? Mm-hmm. With that, I don't know. But hey, congrats to them. Hopefully, yeah. it works out. I, they're already really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So, Slam Diego, Slam Diego, I love them. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we other. Can... We can move on. Uh, the yeah. the most recent one that uh, has come in within mm-hmm. the last ten minutes or so, um, in in part one of this podcast, I had said about the Marlins that they should probably stay stay on par. You know, they they don't really need to do anything, but uh, the Marlins said forget that. Um, so they're they're being buyers and sellers right now. So uh, they just traded Jonathan VR to the Blue Jays, um, and then they traded. For Starling Marte mm-hmm. off the Diamondbacks, and Marte was a guy that was in talks, uh, talking about maybe going to the Yankees. Yep. Um, but Miami snatches him up, um, and they ship off Villar with the talk that Isan Diaz is possibly going to opt back in. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I didn't, I didn't expect them to be buyers, but here they are trading for one of the biggest targets on the deadline market mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, they're, they're. Uh not really supposed to compete yet and they're really not even like all oh, one year away or anything like that mm-hmm. but yeah it jonathan vr is on a one-year deal i believe or because i think they traded for him maybe or they signed him i think it was released by somebody i think it was released by baltimore they signed him uh i'd be intrigued to see if a guy like jesus aguilar goes anywhere because he's on a one-year deal kind right. of just picked him up uh you know, I like it. I like the deal. And, you know, we'll see what it does. Starling Marte's good. Uh, you know, Jonathan VR was fine, but wasn't having, like, the impact, probably, that he would have normally. Mm-hmm. So I like it. I think it's a good deal. And it's kind of the thing that the Marlins should probably do instead of being just a straight-up buyer or straight-up seller where you're – Train away get one guy, but getting somebody somebody back. So I like it. I like what Jeter's doing there. Yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, latest trade just came in. Breaking news. Phillies traded for David Phelps. Uh, they'll trade multiple low-level pitchers to Milwaukee. And he has a $4.5 million club option for 2021. Okay. You know... I was expecting the Phillies to be mm-hmm. active. They already obviously got uh, two relievers from Boston, so now they go out they get another one um, from Milwaukee. So clearly their focus right now is on the bullpen. Yep. Um, you know, that might not be the last thing they do. They might make another move here in the last 26 minutes of this deadline. They might yeah. get another bat. We'll see what happens. But that's already three new arms in the bullpen for them. Uh, they need it. They have the worst bullpen in baseball statistically. Uh, David Phelps is a solid arm. Brandon Workman's good. And then um, the other guy from Boston. Hembry? Was it Hembry? Was it Heath Hembry? I don't remember. It was one of those guys. It was one of them. They're fine. You know, I think that's going to help. I would like to see if Philly would add a starter. I think they could use that. Maybe a Lance Lynn. But I don't know what their farm system is looking like at this moment. They, they might not have the tools to, to get him. Yeah, especially how good Lance Lynn's been. Right, they're going to be asking high. high. Yeah. Um, speaking of Lance Lynn, I want to talk about the Rangers because 
Uh, I think the Rangers are really stupid right now. <laughs> so, like, Lance Lynn has been lights out this year. So he, like, it would make sense for the Rangers, because the Rangers are bad. Yes. They are out of the they're out of the running. They're just kind of there. Emergency for the landing. Rest. They made their, their <laughs> emergency landing. And you know, trading away Lance Lynn makes sense. You don't expect him to be that great because he's Lance Lynn. Mm-hmm. But like you're hearing Joey Gallo being floated around all the time. Yeah. I don't get that. Cause like Joey Gallo has been horrific this year. Mm-hmm. But we all know. Joey Gallo is probably a top five, top ten right fielder in baseball right. when he's right. Mm-hmm. He's an elite defender with a great arm. He hits for power. He's going to hit 40 bombs at least yeah, in, in a, a regular year, season. In a regular season. He's not going to bat above 250, but he's going to get on base at about 350 or higher, and he's going to hit bombs. Mm-hmm. So why in the hell would you trade that guy when he's having the worst season of his career in a 60-game right. season? You should not. Why would you sell low on a guy that's a top 10 right fielder in baseball? Right. You know? It wouldn't make sense. It would not. Like, if I'm the Rangers, I'm trading away guys like like Robinson Torinos. Yeah. Or Todd Frazier. Mm-hmm. Or Runetto Dor if you can possibly get something for him. Right. Not Joey Gallo. No, That's the one guy that you should not trade. Yeah. It was stupid. Right. Uh, what? His name is being floated. They also trade away Mike Miner. Yep. He just went. Mike Meyer to the A's. Yeah. Um, I love that deal. The A's, because that gives the A's a rotation of Minor, what, Jesus Lazardo, mm-hmm. Frankie Montes, who's been great this year, Sean Manaya. Yep. Oh, he's in there. And what, yeah. is Mike Fires still the five, or he am I forgetting be. somebody? Mike Fires might still be the five. So I think he was already the five, but I'm going to. Take a look. There might have been another guy in there. Because I think I'm forgetting somebody in the A's bull or in the A's rotation, but I don't remember. Huh. Um, but I like that deal. It's a it's an A's move. Yeah. Do you remember when um, I think it was like 2014. Uh 2014, and when they trade for like Jeff Samarja and oh um, yeah, fuck, they trade for somebody else, John Lester. John Lester. And the, and they were like in first place, and they made that trade, and then they ended up being a wild card and lost. <laughs> yeah, they they'd really tried. <laughs> it made them so much worse. And you know what? <laughs> Hopefully, it doesn't uh, ring the same bell with the San Diego Padres. That would be bad. Seeing as how they're going crazy, making moves mm-hmm. right now. Uh, Chris Bassett is the. Oh yeah. It looks like Chris Bassett was the four. Chris Bassett. And then Mike Fires was the five. So you probably put one of them in the bullpen. Yeah, probably Mike Fires. I would assume Mike Fires is going to the bullpen. Because I don't think he's been good. Mm. I think last time we checked and we were looking, like, he was bad. Yep. Um, he was down there at the bottom. Yeah. So I like it. Mike Myers good. Um, you know, we'll see if they do anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like it. Um, ooh. This is a fun one. Breaking Two news. minutes ago. The Rockies are acquiring Kevin Pillar and Cash from the Red Sox in exchange for a player to be named later and 2019-2020 international slot money. Oh. That's fun. That was something that Colorado needed, another outfielder. It was. That's a good one. Because then you could put, I mean, like a guy like Charlie Blackman, you'd make him permanent DH because he can't field. Right. He has a noodle arm. Mm -hmm. So now you put Kevin Pillar 
who is in center field. One of the best fielders in baseball. Exactly. He has all that room out there to roam. Mm-hmm. So you'd have, what, David Dahl in left, Pilar in center, and um, give another one. Gosh, I don't Who know am I thinking of? Hmm. They have somebody else. Uh, I like it. The Rockies have been making moves. Yeah, they've got another bullpen arm, Michael Givens. Yep. Uh, so now they're bringing in Kevin Pilar. They could probably use another starting pitcher. I mean, yeah. When I first heard that Clevenger was going to be available, I was really hoping that the Rockies would make a push for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much they did, but I was really hoping because that's a team that needs starting pitching. And the, the better pitching that they can have, the better that they'll be. Because their lineup's already their lineup's top good. tier. Their lineup's good. They just need pitching. Their pitching, and like at the beginning, their pitching was amazing. Mm-hmm. But other than Herman Marquez... And, like, Kyle Freeland, I think, has still stayed pretty good this year. But other than those two, their pitching has been awful. Mm-hmm. And, like, their bullpen hasn't been great. So I would like to see them add another. I would like to see them add a starter. Yes. Who would they add? I don't know. Lance Lynn. Right. Uh, uh, Trevor Bauer. Mm-hmm. You know, any of those Reds guys are probably available because the Reds stink. Yep. But other than those two names... I can't really think of anybody else well, that's like, like been the two guys yeah. right now that are those are the names that have been flowing around the most. Mm-hmm. Um the Rockies have Matt Kemp. Oh yeah, they have Matt Kemp. Cause that's got fun. a thing I've seen uh other guys that uh, Romeo Tapia and Sam Hilliard. Yeah. Yep. A couple other guys. Um also just got notified um that the Dodgers they have been trying to get Lance Lynn. Oh boy. So that would not be fun for me at all if the Dodgers went and got Lance Lynn to go mm-hmm. with their already lights-out rotation. Um, so that'd let's hope s- that does not happen. That'd be scary. Yeah. But it uh, looks like it says that the sides are not very close right yeah. now. It's, they're a little far apart. Yep, I just so, saw that. Yeah. So hopefully the Dodgers don't get him because the Dodgers seem to just get everyone because they just have a bunch of money. They do. You can't fault them for that. You you really can't. But you know. <laughs> um so before anything new comes in, I want to talk about our teams here. Okay. So like Cubs have already made a couple moves. Mm-hmm. So like earlier what yesterday they traded for Jose Martinez. Right. Yep. Which Jose Martinez DH put that's his gonna be classified good. position. Yeah. Because he can, like, technically play first base. Yeah. But just put him at DH. Mm-hmm. That's a good move. I he's, like. He's a good hitter. He's a righty in a lefty-heavy uh, lineup. Because mm-hmm. you already have, what, Jay Hay, Rizzo, yep. Schwarber. Schwarby. And what is Hap? Hap's a lefty? Hap's a switch. Hap's a switch. So then you have, well, you obviously have no Chris Bryant right now. Mm-hmm. Javi's been bad. Wilson Contreras has been bad. We need any help we can get. Exactly. I mean, and it, he, go ahead. it kind of follows suit. The Cubs, their big names have been bad. Yep. And the small, smaller guys like Schwarber and Happ and Jay Hay have all been lights out. Mm-hmm. So, if that stays true, you know, a guy like Jose Martinez might come in and just light right. light the world on fire. Because, right. I mean, he's not having a good year by any means. I mean, mm-hmm. I think when I checked, he was batting like 230. He only had like one homer. But, uh, you know, all it really takes for some players is a change of scenery. 
like all it takes is that change teams mm -hmm. and they're a different player so uh, i think it's going to be interesting to see um what he does um for us but uh at the same time we also brought in we talked about it we touched on it at the beginning andrew chafin um a desperately needed lefty in mm -hmm. our bullpen to go with kyle ryan um that's something we've been lacking we just have a bunch of righties not really any lefties to go to in the bullpen so bringing him in is uh, it's going to be key i mean he's not going to completely shift our bullpen from not being good to being a good bullpen mm -hmm. but it's a start it helps it's a good move add another lefty that we desperately needed it's a step in the right direction i'm hoping in the next 20 minutes we do make another move but uh i like what we've done so far i hope we do something else but it's a good start what we got right now yeah i like it and uh, I would like to see the Cubs add either another bench bat or another reliever because mm -hmm. I think that's what they need the most. Yeah. Um, don't really know who it would be at this point, but there's all kinds of relievers that you could trade for. Some, you know, guys that for your lineup at this point, I don't really know any specific names that you would add, but right. I like it. Andrew Chafin's been good, and, you know, if you can just, I mean, modern baseball is your starter gets you five or six innings and you turn it over to the bullpen for three or four. Mm -hmm. So if you can just have a couple guys, like Kimbrell obviously has been bad, but he's your closer technically. So if you can just have a guy that you can put in the seventh or eighth inning and just say, here, get three outs, you know, get it done. Mm -hmm. That's what you want with Andrew Chafin. The rest of that bullpen you don't really know. It's like, is right. he going to be able to get three outs here? Right. Or it's kind of shaky. Am I bringing him in? Do I really want to bring this guy in with a one or two run lead? Or is he going to be mop-up duty? Right. So I think Andrew Chafin will hopefully add some stability. Um, obviously, Red Sox, I think, are the number one team that I think about when it comes to trading away relievers mm -hmm. and just anybody in general. So if you could get... You know, there's a couple arms still left there. Guys like Ryan Brazier and Ryan Weber and stuff like that. Um, you know, that'd be, I think that'd be good. I think that'd be what you would want. Mm -hmm. And, ooh, so in that Marlins deal for yeah, John, they, they trade away cool. Griffin Conine. Yeah. That's well, funny. He's a good prospect, too. He is good. So that's a, that's a good return right there. That I is. think for mm -hmm. yeah, I like that. That's a good move. Not bad. I mean, Jonathan VR wasn't going to do much for you, especially if Isan Diaz. Like it's a sixty game season. Doesn't really matter. Right. Isan Diaz is supposed to be good. It's he's not shown like Jonathan VR is great anyways. No, he's average. Mm -hmm. Um, so move on to. Well, we'll talk about the Yankees first, then we'll yeah. talk about a combined one with the Tigers. Mm -hmm. So. The Yankees so far, and like, the Yank the Yankees are always, they just kind of underwhelm you at mm -hmm. the deadline. Because like, I remember 2017, we traded for David Robertson and Tommy Canely and Todd Frazier. And I think that might have been like, oh, ooh, was it 20? I think those were the only three guys that we traded for. And then like 2018, we traded for Lance Lynn Jay Happ, and um, there it was another pitcher. He, I can't think of his name, 
but he ended up being like out of the bullpen. Same with like Lance Lynn because he was dog shit for us. Mm-hmm. But Jay Happ was amazing. So that's kind of funny to think about two years later. Yeah, no, he's the hot topic. Yeah. And they and might trade for him again. Who knows? <laughs> uh, last year, we did nothing. We didn't do a single thing. We traded away like a prospect for a prospect with Colorado, and that was it. So, like, I don't expect much. So, I'm just kind of hoping for the best. Mm -hmm. Like, our rotation, if there's anything we need at this point, is probably guys to go in the lineup. Mm -hmm. I'd say, like, outfielders. All yours are hurt. All all our outfielders are hurt. Like, I I really thought that you guys were going to get Stalin Marte. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I was shocked to see him go to the Marlins. I thought you guys were getting him for sure. You know what I wouldn't be surprised with is if we traded for Cameron Maven. Because Maven yeah, last year, he was great last year for us. Mm-hmm. So, and we already know he fits in well with that, um, with the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So I could see that. Yeah, bring him right back. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he helped last year. Why not help this year? Exactly. Uh, I mean, everybody's hurt. The problem with and, like, the, even last year, the Yankees, like, we don't have to do anything at the deadline because all these guys that are hurt right now are going to come back, like, after the deadline. So that's, mm-hmm. like, our version of the trade deadline. Right. It's just getting all these guys back. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be kind of the same thing this year because, like, our rotation is perfectly fine and our rotation is actually good right now. Garrett Cole's been Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Paxton's been better after his first, like, three putrid starts. Tanaka's back, and he's pitching better than usual. Davey Garcia makes his debut yesterday in the doubleheader, and he pitches six innings and shuts them out. Well, they allow, they scored a run on an error, but, you know, shuts them out over mm-hmm. six innings. And Jay Happ is Jay Happ. Like, He's Jay Happ. There's... Like, Jay Happ, the first, like, three, four starts he made was, like, three innings, allow, like, five runs, and you're like, all right, get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Like, please stop. But then his last start, he went, like, seven and a third, and allow one run, or didn't even allow a run, and then bring him out after seven and third, and we allow a home run to tie it. <laughs> and it's like, hmm, all right. So our pitching is perfectly fine, but our bullpen's ass. Like, great. Yeah. And now all these bullpen arms are leaving. They're all getting dealt everywhere. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything that I'm looking for from the Yankees, it's a bullpen arm. Or a bench player, mm-hmm. bench bat, something like that. Oh, all right. We got another breaking one. The Cubs just traded from uh, from the Red Sox. Uh, I think it's Trevor Osich. Mm-hmm. Osich. Yeah, Trevor or Josh Osich. Josh. Yep, him. Looks like Cubs just got him too. All right, we like that move. <laughs> another bullpen arm. They needed it. All right. Josh Osich is good. Yes, he is. Okay, I can live with that. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of bullpen arms. I was, I, I said just a minute ago, I was hoping we'd do something else. There we go. We did something else. Brought another bullpen in. All right. Good job. Good job, Cubs. So it's pretty clear that right now, Boston is abandoning ship. Yep. As well as Arizona. Arizona is abandoning ship. Um, obviously we saw Marte and, and I was even hearing talks that potentially the other Marte Kevin oh. Marte could be on the move um, I don't think there was any traction with any 
deals for him. I don't think there's anything about him right now. But uh, I did hear little murmurs that he could be a big target getting moved today. But uh, with 10 minutes left, uh, I don't know if that's very likely. Um, same thing with like Lindor. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting. It's uh, 350 right now, 351. Yeah. Um, nine minutes left till the deadline. Mm -hmm. um, a couple big names still seeing if they're going to get moved. Lance Lynn, a big one. Yeah. Um, if Lance Lynn isn't dealt, then... I think that's the one guy that's like obviously like, why even keep him around? Yeah, you suck to go. You suck. There's no point in having him. Yeah, the Rangers aren't going to compete. Yeah, he's a guy that people want. So let someone else that's going to compete and give you something good for him. You already trade away Mike Miner. Yeah. Why would you keep Lance? Exactly. Lance Lynn's <laughs> value is never going to be higher than it is right now. Exactly. He's great. I just hope. My only hope is that I don't see the Yankees pop up with some stupid shit of trading for Lance Lynn. Yeah. Because then I'm going to be mad. <laughs> it's like, if we give up, like, Clint Frazier and, you know, Clark Schmidt for Lance Lynn, I'm going to be really fucking pissed. Yeah, that would just be a steal uh, yeah. for the Rangers. Mm -hmm. but, uh, as we were just talking about, we were just talking about the Cubs and the Yankees, and now we were saying, let's talk about the Tigers. Yeah. So the Tigers... Um, they haven't made any splashes in terms of trades, buying or selling as of yet. They did just claim Derek Rodriguez off of waivers mm -hmm. from the Giants. They sent him to the alternate site. But uh, I was really expecting us to do at least something. I was expecting either um, we'd be sellers, try to trade scope, yeah. um, or, or even be buyers, seeing as Gardner wants to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But so far, uh, things have been quiet for, yeah. uh, for the Tigers. Yeah, it kind of... I feel bad for Ron Gardenhire because he's a good manager. Uh, obviously, from his like 15 years he spent in Minnesota, he man, Tigers management does not want to be good yet. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're not supposed to be good. And it's not like they're oh, this team's really good. It's like they're 500. Mm -hmm. They're not bad. They're playing better than they're supposed to be. Yeah, but. When you're in that spot, you expect to do something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's like seven minutes left. Uh, is a guy like Mabin or Romine or Scope going to be dealt? Maybe. Or even Daniel Norris. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, don't, I don't think it would be smart for the Tigers to just not do anything. Right. I think it would be dumb to buy, for sure. Yes. It is stupid to buy. You have three teams above you that are, I'd say, clearly better, obviously. Uh, you know, if you could sell those guys, like, I mean, Romine is on a one-year deal. Mm -hmm. Scope, I think, has another year left. Because I think he signed a two-year deal. Did he? He might have. I don't, because, like, Crone is obviously a one-year deal. Crone's a one-year. Uh, I think Scope was two. Maben, two. Maben's one. Maben was one. Daniel Norris probably has like one year left of team control. Right. Mm -hmm. Same with Matt Boyd. So, why are these guys not being, at least I'm sure they're being talked about and asked about. Mm -hmm. But honestly, like, for those guys, I would just take whatever. Mm -hmm. You trade away Romine, that just means Jake Rogers gets reps. Yep. Rogers and Griner. Griner obviously is not supposed to be good. No. I prefer to give those reps to Jake Rogers. Right. And, like, Cameron Maven is, like, 35 years old. 
and he's yeah. not going to stay. He's if just somebody a good, wants him, let him have him. He's a good clubhouse guy. Mm-hmm. That's it. And same with Romine. Uh, Jonathan Scope, good clubhouse guy, and he's also a good baseball player. Yeah, he's really good. He's someone could use him. Exactly. You could probably get a decent prospect for yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, Dan Norris, you're going to get anything for him? Not much. Not much. I think just like a. You're going to get a top prospect. twenty prospect in somebody's farm. Yeah. You know, not top ten. Oh. Maybe top 15, but mm-hmm. top 20, you know, something like that. Right. Nothing great, but it'd be better than what you get from them anyway. Exactly. And, like, Jordan Zimmerman, since last year of his deal, Cabrera's got, what, like two years left of his monstrous contract? I believe so. You know, could, nobody's taking Cabrera, nope. obviously. It's not worth it. So, I f- you, you might as well trade somebody if you can. Yeah. Don't just stay there and see, you know, what you can do. But mm-hmm. if I'm Ron Gardenhire, yeah, I'm probably like, no, don't trade any of these guys away. Like, we're 500. We're in a, a fight for a playoff spot. Let's mm-hmm. just – and we're hot. Let's just keep it going and, yeah. you know, see what we can do with this team. So I, I could totally see some of uh, Gardenhire having that influence. Like, hey, like, don't trade any of our guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, Alavila up there at the top, probably like, well – I won't trade any of our guys, but I'm not trading for anyone either. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to get rid of any prospects that he already does have. Mm-hmm. So I could see that kind of being the dynamic of what's going on right now for yeah. the Tigers, you know, just staying par, seeing what they can do with what they got. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I guess you can't fault them for it. But at the same time, I think it would just be so much smarter to try and trade a guy like Scope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, Scope is the obvious one. That is actually good. Because he's probably got the highest value of anyone on our team. For right sure. Uh, other than that, like, like Chimer Candelario. Yeah, he's been, he's having a, he's for been, what he's been doing, he's having a pretty good season. Right now yeah. he's. Because he started good. out god awful. Yeah, he did. Now he's kind of turned around. He's, I think his last couple of games, he's got home runs in each of his last two. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been turning it around. So. Yeah, and that's good. And anything you get out of. John Candelario is better than what you were getting before. So, um, that's probably it on the tires until unless we see something yeah. come in. Mm-hmm. Um, Getting down to the nitty-gritty, only three minutes left. Three minutes left, and we'll see what happens. Right. But nothing... Nothing new in, a, in probably about four minutes. There's been nothing. Yep. Last thing was... Uh, the new arm for the Cubs, yep. Josh Osich. So now it's three lefties in their bullpen. Mm-hmm. Love that. That's great for them. Um, another trade we didn't talk about, uh, Robbie Ray yep. got dealt to the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely helps them out. They uh, definitely needed to bring in another starting pitcher. Uh, Robbie Ray kind of had struggled to begin this year. Uh, last couple of seasons kind of was struggling mm-hmm. a little bit, but he was a really good pitcher, and he still is. Uh, you yeah. know, a change of scenery is probably going to help him too. The biggest problem for Robbie Ray is the walks because he's got like 31 walks in 31 innings. Mm-hmm. If he cuts down on that, and you know, with the right pitching coach, I'm sure he can figure that out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Robbie Ray, I think so far this season, has basically just been like, "Can you get us five innings and allow like three runs?" And he's like, "Yep, all right, perfect." That's all the Blue Jays really need because then you get Hunjin Ryu. Robbie Ray, Nate Pearson, after that it's kind of, you know, whatever. Right. You know, is Robbie Ray going to be permanent there? Who knows. But, you know, he's not bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it helps you just 
eat up innings until your pitching prospects finally make it up or you go out and sign somebody. Um, another name that's been floating around out there that we didn't talk about was Dylan Bundy. Yeah. I would be interested to see if he goes anywhere. But personally, I think it'd be stupid. Okay. Because, like, is, is Dylan Bundy always going to be this good? Probably not. But if I'm the Angels... You have one pitcher that is even remotely good this year. Mm-hmm. And he's been lights out. So why would you not keep him? Because it's not like Dylan Bunny's old. Right. You know, keep him around and, you know, is he going to be your ace? No. But can he be your third starter after you find other, you know, permanent uh, guys to keep in your bull- in your rotation? Yeah, of course. He'd be good. Okay. I see that, but that's where I'm going to have to disagree. Mm-hmm. Right now, the Angels are ba- they're just like the Diamondbacks. Right now, they're abandoning ship. They've already made a couple deals, took a couple guys out. They uh, We haven't talked about this one yet, but they traded Tommy LaStella mm-hmm. to the A's. Uh, the other one that they did, it's escaping me right now, but I know they made another trade. There was the Jason Castro trade, yep, too. Yeah, Jason Castro. So they've, they've been trading a couple guys. So they're already active. So the way I'm seeing it, they don't really have any starting pitchers. And Dylan Bundy, obviously, he's not going to be the ace. He's kind of having a, his, this one season where he's, you know, really good and where he's going to have a good value. Is he going to be able to keep pitching like mm-hmm. this next season, the following seasons? Probably not. Maybe. But why not, while his value is right at the top for a team that's already selling right now, why not sell that big piece to a team that needs a starting pitcher mm-hmm. for a potentially good return? That's the way I look at it, and I feel like they should, but it's with, like, one minute left here, it's not looking like they're going to. No, I think it depends on who you would get because I see the point of that, but he's also been so good. It's like, you know, you have nobody. Nobody. You might as well, if somebody's going to be this good, you might as well keep them around and say, like, hey, can he repeat this? You know, just so we can have somebody in our rotation that's actually good. Right. But, like, you know, if Dylan Bunny was on the Indians, mm-hmm. where they just produce pitchers at uh insane rate. Like, out of their ass. Just... Yeah, they just come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh, we traded for this Dylan Bunny guy, and we didn't think he'd be that good, but he's been great. So, how about we just trade him away because he's not supposed to be good? Right. That would make sense. Yeah. But, if you're the Angels, you have nobody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, it's kind of on the same boat with, like, Lance Lynn, in yeah. a sense. Because he was kind of someone that just kind of came out of the shadows, like, this year. Because no one mm-hmm. expected him to be this good. Same yeah. with Dylan Bundy. Mm-hmm. And, and they're both in just about the identical situation in terms of the team record, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and those are both guys that are in trade discussions right now. Yeah. Uh, it's 4.02. I believe we're done with trades. Um, Ken Rosenthal said that the Reds got Brian Goodwin from the Angels. Okay, yeah, so there's another one, Angel. That's probably the last thing mm. that's come. I mean... I mean, there still can be, like, as long as they are there's submitted like a, by 4 o'clock. It's like a 20-minute window, yeah. Yeah, that's trades can still come in late. Obviously, no one can make any trades now. Yeah. Unless they are already finalized. They just haven't been announced yet. Yes. Um, but uh, I want to say... Probably the last team to touch on before 
I'm sure before all these finalized ones finally come through. Uh, the Mariners have made some really good trades, and like I, I was looking at Twitter and stuff, and looking at what these teams are talking about. Like they trade for well, they trade away Austin Nola, Dan Altavia, and um, Austin Adams, I believe. Yep. And they got back like, um, Ty France, Ty France, and. Taylor Trammell and um, there's a couple other guys. I think there's like Quantrill, uh, huh? Cal Quantrill or is he? That was the, the that Indians. was the Indians trade. Okay. But um, the Mariners' prospects are looking amazing yeah. right now. Cause like you think about like just the outfield, their outfield's crazy. Their outfield, like next year or the year after that, could be what? Um, Jared Kelenic. Jared Kelenic in center. Taylor Trammell in, in like right field, Kyle Lewis, in left field, and then they have another one. Um, I know what you're talking about. Oh, Julio Gonzalez. Yeah, or Rodriguez. Rodriguez, yes. Julio Rodriguez. You put him somewhere. Maybe you put Kyle Lewis at DH or Mm -hmm. something. Those are four really good guys. Yeah. And they have good pitching prospects too. Like Justice Sheffield's been really good so Mm -hmm. far this year, and. Marco Gonzalez has been better than people expected. Right. Uh, I'd be interested to see how that turns out for them because mm-hmm. I like what they have. Yeah. Um, like, I could see the Mariners being a team like the Astros. Mm-hmm. In, not in terms of cheating or anything, but in terms of they were bad for quite a while, but they just were silently just stacking all these prospects. Then all of a sudden, 2016 comes around, 2017 – they're one of the best teams in the league with this elite roster of just incredible baseball players. Mm-hmm. And the Mar or the Mariners, they're kind of just, you know, flying under the radar, but they got a really good farm system and they're making some yeah. really good trades. Yeah, they're great. Um you know, they, oh, I, what? Here we go. There's a deal. We were talking about Cameron Maven. Cameron Maven oh. traded from Detroit to the Chicago Cubs. Okay, I that's like that. interesting. Okay, we were talking about maybe him going to the Yankees, but uh, him going to the Cubs. I like that. That's the second year in a row mm-hmm. that the Tigers have traded an outfielder at the deadline to the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> Last year it was Castellanos. Uh, this year Cameron Maven, uh, slightly worse than Castellanos. I would say. Yeah, but that's still you know another bench bat. Add him in, slot him into the outfield every now and then. Mm-hmm. Another guy off the bench. I like that move. Some that where you could just keep a guy like Schwarber mm-hmm. at DH then. Right, so you don't have to put... Then you put Hap, Hap in center, mm-hmm. Jay Hay in right, and Maben in left. Maben in left, exactly. And then you have Schwarber off the bench. That's good. Or, well, not off the bench, off DH. Off the DH, right. That's good. I like that. That's a good move. Good move for the Tigers because Cameron Maben... I think Cameron Maben might be like the most traded for player in baseball history. Yeah. Because he... Has been traded probably at least like fifteen times. <laughs> he's a journeyman. He is a journey. He's like, um, who's the one guy? The pitcher. Uh, the pitcher. Octavio Dotel. Octavio Dotel played for like thirteen. What? Um, somebody else. It was, uh, oh gosh. I think he's got the record. The one. It's like the next Edwin guy. Jackson or something like that. Edwin Jackson's played for a bunch of teams yeah. too. Cameron has been everywhere. Like Cameron played for like. What? Tigers, Marlins, Yankees, uh, 
Now the Cubs. Cubs. Uh, geez, where else has he played? He's played for a lot, I think. I think he was like on the Giants too at some point. I think point. he was on the Giants. I think he was on the Blue Jays. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 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 been around. <laughs> he's he's had his fair share of usage around the league. That's yeah, for sure. Oh, um, oh, I see that one. Wow. Archie Bradley to the Red. The Reds are buying. That's that's a bit of a shock. Stupid. That's wow. stupid. We already knew that the Diamondbacks were selling, but they they go and they sell probably one of their better players, Archie Bradley, the closer. Mm-hmm. Now going to be on Cincinnati. So Cincinnati's showing that they're they're not trying to give up. They're not trying to sell. They didn't sell Trevor Bauer as of yet. I yeah. mean, anything can still come in about him, but it's not looking likely now that they just went out and got Archie Bradley. Mm-hmm. So that's going to help them because they, they were kind of in need of a bullpen. They've blown a lot of games yeah, um, because of their bullpen. So that that's a good deal for them. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine they gave up much for Archie Bradley. So, you know, why not? They have one of the worst bullpens in baseball anyway. Yeah. And they're, they're only four games under five hundred, And it's not – they're not good. But, like, their, their rotation's good. Their lineup's not bad. But that, ro- that um, bullpen's been atrocious. Yeah. Uh, I like it. It's not a big move. It's not like they trade for, you know, it's not like they trade for a Rolls Chapman. Right. So it's not it's like not oh, a star. completely change the, the outlook of the team. Archie Bradley is a decent closer. He's a role player closer, yeah. He's a good, he fills a role in the bullpen that they yeah. need. Uh, also, this just in. From uh, Jeff Besson, Lance Lynn was not traded. Yep. Look at that. So, I don't know if I... I don't think I agree with that. I don't like the Rangers keeping him. But, I, uh, I think it's stupid. It definitely is stupid. I almost feel like... I, I don't know how many years Lance Lynn has left, whether he's on last year's deal or anything. Mm-hmm. But I think what they're trying to do, they like how he's playing right now, and they want to gear up, potentially, for like next year to compete. Have Lance Lynn and Kluber will yeah. be healthy. And whoever the hell else is in the rotation, that's mm-hmm. probably what they're doing because they expected to compete this year, and now that that's not happening, they didn't want to completely sell mm-hmm. the ship, and they yeah. hope that they can compete next year, maybe active in free agency, go after a guy like Lindor, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, so that's interesting. It didn't trade him, but uh, I guess I could see it. Yeah, it, it, you know why not? I guess. Yeah. But I think it's stupid. Yeah, I think it's stupid that he's staying put, but yeah. Uh, we are at four ten. I think that's probably going to be the end of any trades that are going through. We're probably yeah. going to get some stuff popping up about guys that weren't traded, but I think that's going to be it. Looks like it. That'll be it for the trade deadline. I think we covered every trade, That'd basically. Be like major trade, any, basically know. anything. I can't think of a trade that we didn't talk about. Yeah. We didn't mention. I think we, we pretty much covered all ends. We even talked about Mitch Moreland. Like, that's probably everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that'll be it for us. We'll be back on Thursday to talk about uh, the week of baseball that we uh, will be going through, and mm-hmm. then the week ahead. Yeah. All right. See you later. See you.